Good morning, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. Thanks for joining us. And uh, I'm sure all of you are aware by now of our theme for 2021. Our theme is the year of the Holy Spirit. I'm hoping that wherever you are, you can embrace this theme and join us as we embrace this year as the year of the Holy Spirit. And our anchor verse is found in Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, which says, Not by might, nor by power, but by the Lord's Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we are saying in 2021, child of God, we are declaring, we are embracing this theme that it is not going to be by might, it is not going to be by our power that we are going to do great exploits. It is not going to be by might. It is not going to be by power that we are going to move mountains, that we are going to see the manifestation of God's power in our lives. It's not going to be by our own strength. It's not going to be by our own doing. It's going to be by the power of God. It's going to be by the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. It's going to be by the Holy Spirit in Jesus' most precious name. Child of God, I just want to declare over your life in 2021 that the things that you laid the foundation on, the things that you put your hand on as a foundation, you are going to see to their completion. You shall see with the same hands, not by might, not by your power, but by the Lord Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Children of God, the title of my message this morning is Don't Hold Back. Don't hold back. I want to challenge you today, child of God, and ask you, why are you holding back when God has not held back? Why are you holding back when God is not holding back? Let me just take a moment to actually say, children of God, many people as they have experienced things in life, have actually stopped praying. Many people have stopped praying, and I just want to speak to you this morning about not holding back, specifically around the area of prayer. And I'm just saying to you, child of God, don't hold back because God has not held back. So I'm saying many people have actually stopped praying for a number of reasons. They've stopped praying because what they prayed for and expected in the time that they expected God to answer their prayers did not happen. Maybe God answered, but he did not answer in the way that they expected him to answer. Maybe they actually don't have time. Life has got so busy. Life has just got so hectic that they cannot find time to pray. And I'm saying to you, child of God, there is power in prayer. James says the prayer of a righteous man is effective and powerful. The prayer of a righteous man is effective and powerful. Your prayer is powerful. Child of God, I am saying to you this morning, never cease to pray. The Bible does tell us, Jesus tells us that we should not cease to pray. We should not give up in our prayer. We should continue praying. He gives an illustration in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, and he starts there to say to his disciples, 
Do not cease to pray. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. And he gives an illustration. He gives a parable to illustrate why they should not stop praying. In the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul writes there and says, pray without ceasing. In another version, it says, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. So I'm here to say, child of God, as I speak on this topic, do not hold back. I am speaking in the area of prayer and I'm encouraging you, if you've stopped praying, I'm encouraging you this morning that start again, begin to pray because the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Glory to Jesus, glory to the King. The Bible says in the book of James again, in James chapter four, verse two, the Bible there says, you do not have because you have not asked. When you pray, you are asking the Father. When you are praying, you are trusting in God. When you are praying, your trust is in God. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, do not cease to pray. Do not cease to come before the Lord because many people have given up in prayer. Many people are not seeing their breakthroughs. Many people are not seeing the desires of their hearts come through because they've stopped praying. They've stopped trusting God. They've stopped asking God to come through for them. I'm saying to you, as we pray this year, we are going to see the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. We are going to see the manifestation of God's power through him, the Holy Spirit. Glory to Jesus, glory to the King. I'm reminded in the book of Job, where one of Job's friends was advising Job. Yes, it was in a different context, but his advice is very relevant here for this morning. In Job chapter five, verse eight to nine, it reads, if I were you, I would go to God and present my case to him. He does great things, too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. So Job's friend comes to Job and say, Job, if I were you, I would go and present my case. Many of us have stopped presenting our cases, but this fellow here says, if I were you, Job, I would go and present my case to the Father because he does great things. He does marvelous things that we cannot understand. His miracles are too countless. Glory to Jesus. Glory to him. I'm saying to you, child of God, as I'm encouraging you to pray, I just want you to take your prayer to another level. I'm saying to you, child of God, do not hold back. Do not hold back. God has not held back. And as I was reading in one of the scriptures that you are using, as we embrace the year of the Holy Spirit, the verse found in John 14, verse 16, where Jesus says to his disciples, I will pray the Father and he will send another helper that he may abide with you forever. I will pray the Father and he will 
He will. Another version says, I will ask the Father, and the Father will. Glory to Jesus. Here we see an example of what Jesus is promising us here. He's promising us that he will ask the Father. He will pray to the Father. He will ask with confidence, knowing that the Father will. He does not say, I will pray to the Father. I will ask the Father. Maybe the Father may decide. Possibly the Father. He with confidence says, I will Ask the Father, and the Father will. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I'm saying to you, child of God, why are you pulling back? Why are you drawing back? Why are you holding back? Instead of pushing through, instead of asking God, instead of coming before the Father, even Jesus says it here, that I will ask the Father to do something that this world has never seen before. Yes, the Holy Spirit would come for a moment, but I'm going to ask the Father, and He will send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be with you forever. Something that, that the world had never seen, but Jesus could call upon the Father. Jesus could ask the Father, could promise us that he will ask the Father. And with confidence, he knows that the Father will answer his prayer. He knows that the Father will respond to his request. Glory to Jesus. I remember a story in the book of John, John chapter 11. This is the story of Lazarus. Jesus lets Lazarus die and after four days he shows up and he asks them to open the tomb where Lazarus has been put to rest. As they open the tomb, he lifts his eyes and says, Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you heard me. I know you always hear me. I know you always hear me. And I only did this for these people. So Jesus is saying here, Lord, I know when I speak to you. Lord, I know when I ask you, you always hear me. Even now, I'm just thanking you that you heard me. I did not doubt. I had confidence that you are the God that listens. You are the God that hears. Glory to God. I'm saying to you, child of God, maybe you are one of those that is still praying. Maybe you are one of those because you think that God does not hear your prayer. Maybe you are one of those that has given up because you think God hears not your prayers. But I'm here to say to you, child of God, I'm here to encourage you, child of God, that God hears every prayer. God hears every cry. God hears every request. The fact that you may not be seeing him responding does not mean that God has not heard your prayer. God is a sovereign God. It does not mean that God has not heard your prayer. That is why even Jesus could declare in front of those people that I know you always hear my prayers. I know you always hear my request. So I'm here to encourage you, child of God, that you may not be seeing it. The fact that you're not seeing it does not necessarily mean that God has not heard your prayer. That is why we are told the just shall live by faith and not by sight. Let us not determine, let us not conclude based on what we are seeing. Let us conclude on the invisible things that we are trusting the Lord on. Glory to Jesus. 
God has heard your prayer. God is about to respond to your prayer. God has already responded to your prayer. Ah, glory to Jesus. For a moment, Daniel could have thought that God had not heard his prayer. But the Bible says, the minute you prayed, your prayer was received. Your prayer was heard. Your prayer was received. But we're dealing with things in the spiritual realm. That is why we're late. I'm saying, child of God, God is not late. Yes, I may say he was late, but God is never late. He is punctual. Nothing ever gets him by surprise. Nothing ever takes him off God. Glory to Jesus. In the book of John, John chapter 5, verse 14, the Bible says, all to you, my God. The Bible says, this is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything, if we ask anything, according to his will, he hears us. Glory to God. Why are you holding back? Why have you stopped praying? Because the Bible here says, if we ask anything, according to his will, he hears us. Glory to you, my God. Now, many people take this spiritually and actually say the will of God is that I'm going to ministry. The will of God is this, that, and another. You know, the will of God is that you may have life and have life abundantly. That is why he sent his son. That is why the Bible says it pleases the Lord when the servants prospers. It pleases the Lord when the servants prospers. That is why the Bible says he has plans not to harm us, but plans to prosper us, plans to give us a future and to give us hope and a future. Child of God, he hears our prayers. This is the confidence that you must have wherever you are as you enter 2021. Have this confidence. Don't hold back, but have this confidence that whatever I'm asking for from the Father, He hears me because I'm asking His will. I'm asking what is in the Word. I'm asking for healing. His Word says, by His stripes I'm healed. I'm asking for this. I'm asking for that. He says He will supply all my needs according to His riches. I'm asking for a need. Therefore, God will supply every need. Child of God, this morning, I'm so excited. I am here to tell you, don't hold back. Don't pull back. Don't withhold. Don't stand back, but push through. Ask for the impossible. Ask for the things that seem impossible. I'm reminded in the book of 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. This is a situation where Solomon has done one of the greatest offerings he's done. And when he's sleeping at night, he has a visitation from God. And the Lord says to him, Solomon, what do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon, what do you desire? Solomon, what do you want? Solomon, what is your dream? Solomon, what do you want? Because I'm here to respond to it. Ask for it and I will give it to you. Ask for it and I will give it to you. I said to him, James, the Bible says you do not have for you do not ask. And here God shows up and I'm saying to you, God has always been there. 
before Solomon, beyond Solomon. I'm saying to you, child of God, the people in the Bible that have seen the greatest miracles, that have seen the greatest move of God, are those that have come before God in prayer. Those that have come before God asking for favor. Those that have come before God asking for blessing. It is those people that is why he hear even God says, ask for anything, Solomon, I will give it to you. Glory to you, Jesus. Uh, Solomon, you don't have to limit yourself. Solomon, don't hold back. Solomon, don't hold back. Ask for anything and it will be given to you. Thank you and glory to Jesus. Glory to the King. Back to the book of 1 John chapter 5 that we read earlier on. I'm reading both verse 14 and verse 15. It says, this is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask anything again i've mentioned that according to his will he hears us and if we know that he hears us in in whatever in whatever we ask we know we have the request which we have asked from him glory to god we know that he hears us if we pray according to his will and if we know that he hears us when we ask for anything everything we know therefore that we will receive we have received what we have asked for why are you holding back twice here terms that have no limitation ask anything in whatever we ask ask anything in whatever we ask why are you asking god as if you are asking your physical father why are you holding back why have you reduced god to be your physical father why are you asking god according to your own limitations why are you asking god according to your own understanding the bible says if we ask for anything everything and anything he will respond if it is according to his will ask for it child of god glory to you jesus glory to you god john 15 verse 7 Caesar says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire oh glory to you god you will ask what you desire not what i desire but what you desire and it shall not that it may not that it could be but it shall be done for you oh glory to you god the bible says delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart child of god god wants to bless you god wants to pour the desires of your heart but you need to ask him you've got to ask him child of god i remember and very often i ask myself why must i ask i remember daniel daniel reads in the letters he reads what jeremiah had prophesied that in 70 years after 70 years the people of israel will be released from the bondage of the babylonians having read this he counts 
and he realizes that the time is now, the time is near, and he doesn't take that lightly. He goes into prayer. He goes into prayer and fasting so that what God had spoken could come into manifestation. I'm saying to you, child of God, there are many promises that God has made over your life that are found in the Bible, but very often you need to ask the Father. You need to call upon the Father. God said to Elijah, Elijah, I am going to send rain. But what did Elijah go and do? He went and prayed. He went and prayed so that the word of God could come into manifestation. Child of God, why are you holding back? I'm talking to someone here who's been asking God for many things, for small things. Oh Lord, may I just get over this month then? And I'm here to tell you that you've got a father. You've got a father. You've got a father in whom nothing is impossible. You've got a father who says to Solomon, Solomon, what do you want? You've got a father. You've got a father of unlimited resources. So don't go to God with your limited mentality. Jesus said, I will ask the father to send another helper, something the world had never seen before. I will call upon the Lord. And I know for a fact that because Jesus is Trinity, he knew that this was the plan of them. This was their plan. But he told us, he promised us that I will ask. I will pray, I will pray the Father. Glory to Him, glory to Him. Romans 8 verse 32 reads, He who did not spare His only Son, but gave Him up for us all. Oh, He gave His Son up, not for me, not for Paul, not for David, but He gave His Son for all of us, so that through Him, we may have eternal life so that through him we may have salvation salvation is for everyone salvation is not for a selected few but you need to make a decision you need to accept jesus as your lord and savior and salvation is yours glory to jesus he says he gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. If God looked around and saw no one that he could send to earth to go and walk the journey and take the form of man and fulfill all prophecies and abide to every law so that he could go to the cross spotless if he looked around and the only one he could see was his son but he says i'm giving my son so that i can be reconciled with my people romans here says if god could do that if god could give to us his precious son the person that he loved so much the person that was with him in the eternal beginning he gave him so that we could be reunited with him. If God could do that, if God could do that, don't you think he will also give us all other things? Glory to him. Why are you holding back? 
Why are you holding back when God did not hold back his son? Why are you holding back when God gave his son? Why are you holding back from asking God when the Bible says, Shall he not with him give us all things? All things. It doesn't say some things. All things. And it starts earlier on by saying, He gave him up for us all now these other things these all other things apply to all of us that have accepted jesus as lord and savior why are you selective in your asking of god why are you as selective in your prayer why are you selective and using your limited understanding that is why the bible says do not lean on your own understanding your own understanding will limit you your own understanding will cause you to ask for things that you can do for yourself and let me just ask this question yes child of god even the things that we can do for ourselves we need to be asking god we need to be showing that we are truly dependent on god but child of god i'm saying to you in 2021 it's time that you started asking god for things that will be registered in the book of miracles if there is such a thing things that you cannot do on your own things that in your own ability in your own power in your own might you cannot do you need to start asking god for that stop saying god please just see me through this year say god please see me through until i go to be with you be specific lord i'm trusting you for five million rands a year i'm trusting you for this amount a year and just begin to trust in him and then begin to walk by faith. Let me be careful to qualify there. Faith without works is dead. Don't just ask for things and then chill and expect things to happen. I always say to people, may God find you in motion. May God find you in motion. The Bible says, will he not also along with him graciously give us all things graciously give us all things graciously not just give but graciously generously with generosity that is why even in the book of james the bible says the one that does not have wisdom ask the father and the father will give you generously the Father will give you liberally. God is a gracious giver. God is a generous giver, not just in some things, but in all things. May your cup overflow until the return of Christ or until you go to be with the Father. May your cup overflow in all aspects of your life, in your relationships, in your health, in your finances, in your career, in your business, with your children, wherever you need your cup to overflow. May your cup overflow. The Bible says, he withholds who? He withholds no good things.
from those who walk with integrity. God does not withhold things from those that walk with integrity. Then why are you holding back in your request to the Father? When the Father says, I can give you all things. I can give you whatever you want. So long as it is aligned with my will. So long as you can patiently wait for it. Because the Bible says those that inherit the promises are those that are patient and those that have faith. So start now, child of God. Go back to your closet. Go back to your corner and start asking God for things that with men are impossible, but only possible with God. Why are you holding back? He said to Solomon, Solomon, what do you want? Ask and it will be done for you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Child of God, let me just take this a bit further to say to you, it is my belief because in the Bible it is written so that all things that we need have been given to us in the spiritual realm. Peter, in his second letter, he says, God's divine power has given us all things that we need, all things that pertain to life and to godliness, all things. So if these things have been given to us, so it's not really a matter of asking, but for them to manifest, for them to be realized, and as Elijah did, he was told rain is coming, but he went and prayed. Daniel read that after 70 years, there'll be release from bondage, and he went and prayed. He went and fasted and prayed. All things, not just some things, all things have been given to us. Child of God, I am reminded by the parable that Jesus shared about the prodigal son. But what brings me to that parable in the context of what I'm saying is when the elder son came back and found that there was a party and he asked around what is happening and his servants told him that his younger brother has come back and the father has slaughtered the fetus calf and there's a party. He was very angry. It took his father to come out. It took his father to come out and try and reason with him. And he says to his father, Father, I have worked for you all these years while my brother was spending his portion of the inheritance with prostitutes. But never have you ever given me, not even a goat, to slaughter and party with my friends. And his father, in the book of Luke, verse 31, the Bible says, his father said to him, Luke, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. You should have asked, 
and it would have been given to you. Everything that you are looking after here, even the fattest cows that you are seeing here, all of them belong to you, but you did not ask. I'm saying to you, child of God, may you not get to heaven and be shown a warehouse of things that were yours, but because you did not ask, you did not receive. James 4, verse 2. You do not have because you have not asked. Child of God, why are you holding back when God has not withheld back? He says in the book of John, John chapter 16, verse 23, he says, Jesus says, and in a day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Just like I said, I will ask the Father and he will send another helper. The Father is a giver. The Father is not a taker. The Father is a gracious Father. God is a giver. God is a giver, child of God. In the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 7, from verse 7 to about verse 11, Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. He says, for everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who prays before God, receives. It may not come in the way that you want it, it may not come in the form that you want it, but everyone who asks receives. These are Jesus' words. He then says, Who of you amongst you here? As a father, if your son asks you for a loaf of bread, you'd give him a, a stone. If your son asks you for fish, you'd give him a snake. Who would do that? Which loving father among you would do such a thing? Because everyone who asks receives. Who among you would give someone, a son that asks for something, something else? He says, now if you can do that, Despite the fact that you are evil, despite the fact that you are not as good as God, despite the fact that you are not as perfect as God, don't you think that God would do more than what you are capable of doing with your hearts, with your minds that are evil, but you are able to give good things to your children? Verse 11, 
of Matthew chapter 7 says, If you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Back to James, James says, all good and perfect gifts come from above, come from the Father. Glory to Jesus. Now it makes me reflect, child of God, because very often when we come before God to ask, we sort of treat God like our parents. We sort of treat God like our experiences with our parents. We say it is too much to ask. They've just paid the monthly expenses. Let me be reasonable. Why must I ask for this? They've just paid my school fees. They've just done this, why must I ask? Possibly, you have with your parents missed the mark. And you are saying to yourself, I will not ask because I messed up. I will ask when the time is right, when they've forgotten about it. Only then will I ask, because if I ask now, they will remind me of what I've done. And I just say to you, child of God, God is not like our parents. God is not moved by what we do. God is not limited by how much he blessed Solomon, how much he blessed David, how much he blessed Isaac, how much he blessed Abraham, how much he blessed me, how much he blessed you. God's blessings are abundant. God's blessings are immeasurable. God's blessings are beyond comprehension. So never come to God with that mindset. Just because you've missed the mark does not mean you can come to God. He's faithful. He's righteous. He's faithful and just to forgive us all our sins who come to him and confess. In the book of Isaiah 43, God says, I alone am the one who wipes out your wrongdoings for my own sake and I will not Remember your sins. I alone am the one that wipes out your own doings. For my own sake, not for your own sake, but for my own sake. I've done it through giving my son and making him hang on the cross. Take what wrath belonged to you so that you could be coated with righteousness. So don't think 
that you need to do good deeds before you come to the Father and ask for anything. Salvation is by the grace of God. It is not by our words. So why then must I come to ask for things from God just because I've done some good? The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says our acts that we think are righteous are like filthy rags to him. So it's not our good deeds. It's not the good marks that we've got that we can then come to the Father and say, Father, I think this is a good time to come and ask you because, Father, remember, Father, first time I did very well. Remember, Father, that this is what I did and it is good. It is pleasing before your eyes. No. God gives out of grace. God gives out of love. God gives because he's a gracious God. God gives out of unconditional love, not because of what we've done. So let us not limit God. That is why the Bible says, let us come boldly before his throne, his throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and receive and find grace for when we need it. Another version calls it the throne of God's gracious favor. Child of God, don't pull back. Don't hold back. God is a gracious God. He says, come to the throne of God's gracious favor and receive mercy and find grace for when you need it. Glory to him. Why are you holding back? Come boldly, come confidently, child of God. Why are you holding back? Why are you limiting God? Why are you limiting God? I'm reminded of the angel that came to Mary to tell her that she was going to conceive. Mary was a virgin and the angel came and told her, Mary, you are going to conceive. Something is going to happen in your body that the world has never seen, the world will never see again. And as that angel was leaving, he says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. I'm saying to you, child of God, why are you holding back in your prayers? Why are you holding back in your requests of the Father? Because, child of God, with God, nothing will be impossible. Your ask is not beyond God's ability. Your prayer is not beyond what God can do. God can do exceedingly abundantly above that which you may ask or think of. Why are you holding back? Don't hold back. God never held back. He never held back his son. He says he will not withhold good things to those who walk with integrity. Glory to God. 
he says at another time in the Bible, after the angel had heard Sarah laughing when the angel said to Abraham, Abraham, this time next year, your wife Sarah will be getting a baby. And Sarah laughed in the background because in her mind, she thought it was impossible. And the angel spoke and said, Abraham, is there anything that is impossible with God? Why is Sarah laughing? Does Sarah not understand that nothing is impossible with God? This time next year, Sarah will be carrying a baby. And he went away. And I'm reminded of another instance where people laughed because they thought it was impossible. Jairus asked Jesus to come with him to heal his daughter. And as they walked there, he received the news that the daughter has passed on. But they continued. Jesus says, do not be afraid, just believe. And they continued walking. When they got to the house, they reiterated the, the news that a daughter is dead. And when Jesus said she's sleeping, they laughed because they had limited in their minds, they had limited understanding of what God can do, of what Jesus can do. Yes, the child had died, but truly in Jesus' eyes, this child was just sleeping. And Jesus went in there and caused the child to wake up. So child of God, I'm saying to you, never get to a position where you are laughing at your prayers and saying, why am I bothering asking this because it is impossible. Don't laugh, but don't hold back. Don't laugh, but push in because nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. So ready someone Maybe say, ah, oh, pastor, this is not for me. This is for this group of people. No, 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 no. I'm not anointed for this. You don't need an anointing. You need to believe. You need to trust in God. You need to ask, believing that you have received it and it shall be yours. Anyone that asks but doubts surely will not receive. That's what James says. Glory to the King. Glory to the King. Hallelujah. As I'm trying to close here, child of God, I just want to share with you examples of men and women in the Bible that never held back. That never held back. I'm reminded, or I just want to reflect on the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. This story is found in the first chapter in the book of Luke. And the Bible says, in verse 7, they had no children, and both of them were old. Elizabeth was barren. That is why they could not have children. She could not conceive. They were both very old. And one day, while Zechariah is serving in the temple, the angel comes to him and says to him, in verse 13, uh, uh, the angel says to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. For your prayer is heard. For your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. So what this is saying to me, that Zacharias was praying 
that even at this age, even at this old age, God gave us a child. He was way beyond. He was not holding back. He was trusting God for the impossible. He knew his wife's womb was locked. He knew his wife could not conceive, but he persevered in prayer. He persisted in prayer. He pushed in in prayer. And as he's serving, the angel says, your prayer is heard. Your prayer is heard. You are very specific in your prayer. You wanted a child. You are very specific in your prayer. You do not just ask for a blessing. Children of God, we need to be specific in our prayers. We need to be very specific. That is why Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give another helper. He was saying, I will ask the Father to give you another helper. He was specific. Don't just pray, oh Lord, bless Samson and Timothy and their family. Be specific. Lord, bless so and so with children. Oh Lord, bless so and so with a job. Oh Lord, bless so and so with a car. Oh Lord, bless so and so with this. Glory to Jesus. Zacharias and Elizabeth did not hold back. Hence, their prayer of something that looked impossible became possible. Glory to Jesus. Joshua, the Lord says to Joshua, he must get up. Moses is dead. There is nothing he can do. It's time to move on. And he promises him in Joshua chapter 1 verse 5. He says, no one will be able to oppose you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not desert you, nor abandon you. Glory to Jesus. God promises Joshua, just like we have been promised in the Bible, there are many promises that God has made for us, that God has given us. But if you then accelerate to Joshua chapter 10, where Joshua and his army are fighting the Amorites, and Joshua calls upon the promise of God, no army shall defeat me. You will never forsake me. Nor will you leave me. He prays a prayer and he says, Lord, let me finish this battle. Cause the sun to stop. Cause the moon to stop so that I may finish this battle. For you said to me, Lord, no man shall stand against me. I will defeat them. I will conquer them. Therefore, Lord, this day cannot be over until I have finished, until I have executed on the promise, seen the fulfillment of your promise in this situation. Glory to Jesus. He asked for the impossible. He demanded on God. He pushed that demand on God and said, Lord, 
to stop. Why, child of God, are we not making audacious prayers, courageous prayers, prayers that put our faith to test? Why are we preaching low? Why are we holding back? When God has not held back, the Bible says, yes indeed, on that day, and there's never been a day like this one, the moon stopped and the sun stopped. And Joshua and the army finished what they were tasked to do. Another Example, and this one comes home, found in James 5, verse 17 to 18. James is reflecting on the prayer life of Elijah. He says, Elijah was an ordinary man like me and you. Elijah was an ordinary man like me and you. But he could make a command on God. He could make a request on God. On things that are impossible with men, but possible with God. Why are you holding back? Elijah did not hold back. He prayed to the Father and said, Father, let there be no rain. And for three years and six months, there was no rain. One man, no man as me and you, Trusting in the Lord. Believing God for things that are impossible with man, but possible with God. I'm saying to you, child of God, it's time we started trusting in God. It's time we started praying prayers that are according to God's riches and not prayers that are according to our standards. It's time we called upon God, trusting in Him, not believing in our ability, but saying not by might, nor by power, but by the Lord's Spirit will this thing happen. In my own ability, it cannot happen. With my connections, it cannot happen. With my resources, it cannot happen. But I'm trusting in the one in whom Nothing is impossible. I'm closing with John 16, verse 23 to 24. I've read it before, but I'm more interested now. In verse 24, and in the day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive. That your joy may be full. Glory to Jesus. Ask and you will receive. And the purpose of you receiving is that your joy may be full. I declare in Jesus' name as I close that may you ask and receive. Whatever you ask, may you receive. It may look impossible. Whatever you ask, may you receive so that your joy may be full.
what did he not do with all this son? But gave him up for us. Shall you not together with him give us all things that we ask? Child of God, in 2021, may this be a year where you don't hold back in your prayer life. May this be a year where you don't hold back in what you are asking God to do, what you are asking God to manifest in your life, in the lives of those around you. And I'm saying to you, ask and wait patiently, trusting that it is done, trusting that God has heard your prayer. Because we know that he hears us when we ask for anything that is according to his will. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, therefore we know we have received. Glory to Jesus. Before I close, I just want to invite someone who has not made Jesus Lord and Savior of their lives, who is out there doing things on their own, knows about Jesus, but you've never made a resolution that Jesus comes into your life and begins to be Lord over your life. The Bible says he does not withhold good things from those who walk with integrity. The Bible says causes all things to work for the good of those that love him. And according to his purpose, wherever you are, I just want to invite you to Jesus. Say this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for sending Jesus to come in my life. Today, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I confess my sins. Today I know the Lord is the Today I am a new creation. The old is gone. Today I have been accepted into the Lord's Today I can boldly call God my Father. I thank you, God, that I am now reconciled with you. I thank you, God. Jesus was precious. Said that prayer, please find a church wherever you are. Continue listening to our messages. Text us on the number that's shown.